0: Welcome to Stocks to Watch. I'm Ashley Barry, and here with me is Frank Holmes, CEO and Chief Investment Officer of U.S. Global Investors, a registered investment advisor known in the world of gold and global investing to global travel. They're listed on the NASDAQ as Grow. Welcome to the show, Frank.
1: Well, it's great to be with you, Ashley, and going into holiday season.
0: Absolutely. Listen, Frank, I found your latest article on the global airline industry foresight really insightful, specifically airline consolidation moves. I look forward to hearing more about that and your projections a little later in the conversation. But to begin, one can argue the COVID-19 pandemic has certainly caused a dent in the global economy, which this impact is being felt more severely in the hospitality and travel industries, your wheelhouse. Uh, airline companies have from pre- particularly exposed as they must cover high operational costs even when the airplanes aren't even flying. So we'll of course discuss this in more detail by looking at the performance of an EFT or exchange traded fund, the U.S. Global Jets ETF, which invests in the global airline industry. So maybe you can share an overview of this ETF, what it is, its investment approach, along with the reference index it uses.
1: Well, definitely, I, I'm known in the world of gold because I'm known for gold funds, and that travel around the world. I had to get into the ETF business, so in 2015, launched the Jets ETF. There's no other uh, a ETF that really captured the airline industry. It's a unique approach because it's a quant approach, and and it's called Smart Beta 2.0. And it's not just the, the factors for picking the stocks, it is the portfolio construction and how it rebalances and recalibrates each, each quarter, allows it to d- dynamically adjust to global trends. So that's what makes jets sort of special in capturing the travel. But I do agree with you. There's some big important parts that were taking that have taken place because of COVID. One was the emergence and demographics of the the global business person that says, I want to go in the winter to Acapulco or I want to go to the Caribbean, Hawaii, long as they have a good hotel with Wi-Fi and I can do all my coding there. And what you have today, like a million business people that go south, they migrate south to warmer weather, and uh, they call them the snowbirds that come from Canada and, and New York State and Indiana and Illinois to Texas and the Florida. And so I think that we, that really escalated after COVID, uh, this sort of global travel, and that's led to many mergers and acquisitions that are taking place. But the airline industry went from about 2.5 million people a day were being cleared down to 90,000. And what happened, why we know this is because in March of 2020, the TSA started publishing the daily numbers of people they cleared. And And the peak was about 2.5 million people a day. Two million Americans traveled back and forth, north and south and east and west. And then 500,000 were coming in from Europe and Asia and Latin America. Well, fortunately, today, it's hit 2.9 million during Thanksgiving. So these numbers have really evolved and, and improved a lot.
0: So it's really good to hear the improvement. I was pretty shocked when you said 2.5 million to what was it, ninety thousand, and now it's back up. Of course, so that's a good thing. But you know, what was the impact on the ETF's price, and were there any changes in the index composition following the downturn?
1: Well, the biggest thing was the shocker of all these millennials that were at home. Uh, that knew about the stock market. Uh, America's a, a unique phenomenon, uh, something like 60 million people that invest in the market on a regular basis. That's t- two times what's in the UK, to give you an example, and it's, less, it's more than Canada. So people are much more active in all demographics, Generation Z, up to baby boomers like myself are following this industry What happened when it fell to about $40 million in valuation is that the money started flowing into this product, $11, $12. Warren Buffett capitulated. He jumped out. Uh, You had all this new money coming in through various uh, like E-Trade, et cetera, and you have a Schwab. uh, And I think that this was a big, and Robinhood was probably the biggest in data points of showing the amount of money coming into it. And young people had looked at previous cycles where there's a global crisis, the airlines fall 70%, then they go up 120 and 30%. Totally contrary to Wall Street was saying, the world's coming to an end, get out of the airlines, Warren Buffett capitally got out of all the airlines, and then jets went from $11 all the way up to 28. Uh, <laughs> And you know, it's amazing to see uh how people use Reddit, uh Twitter at the time, now X, uh, as sources that was the, the as media looking for information on the cycles of airlines industry. So we saw this, this fund basically go from 40 million to 4 billion in assets. And then we saw all these institutions, especially abroad, come into it. But for the past year, we've seen redemptions leave. Out of foreign countries in particular on concern of a global economic slowdown, which has not really happened to the degree that's happened in other countries. America stayed quite resilient uh, during rising interest rate phenomena. But what does impact jet short term are oil prices. So when oil went above the 50-day moving average, jets would go down. And then when oil recently fell below the 50-day trending price, jets starts to take off because. Oil is the biggest expense line item.
0: So I want to go back to the millennial conversation. This is very, very interesting. So you said a lot of it's attributed to the fact that millennials were at home. So is that because millennials weren't traveling or millennials were starting to invest? Could that also be something that we could maybe dive into a little bit?
1: Well, I I think what happens is that the millennials use and uh, what they call decentralized media platforms like yourself, sure. it's very important for them. They're not going to be watching CNN to get their business news. And CNBC is going to be talking all about the fear that's taking place at the time, not what betting on them in a year from now. So a lot of these kids were really savvy of saying whenever they fall seventy percent, the airline industry is not going to go away. We looked at it indirectly and indirectly, the airlines and all the components, the building airlines and airports, et cetera, they're about 9% of global GDP. They're a very important part of the global economy. And, they're, and JETS has really become a great leading indicator of where things are going. So we're now seeing JETS rise, rates are falling. It seems that the JETS started rising before the interest rates started falling recently. Interesting.
0: So what would your message be to millennials and the Gen Zs?
1: Well, I I think the big part is that they use decentralized media platforms and they look for other thought leaders uh, of where the industry is going. A lot of people say they're just short-minded. They're really actually not. They're pretty sophisticated, I found, uh, compared to Wall Street analysts, which were also bearish, uh, whereas they had a six-month or 12-month horizon.
0: And so you, I I like how you mentioned this, you know, look for other thought leaders. Well, you're one of them. Uh, You've authored the book. Yes. And uh, I also mentioned that, you know, your recent article earlier this month, I really found it very, very interesting. Um, And I'd like to hear more about that, sort of your thought process there and maybe going forward. And you mentioned this in your article, you know, how do you see airlines performing in the medium and long term? And what really are the key drivers moving the market?
1: Well, it's a been a contrarian play. If you look at trains and trucks, they trade at 20 times uh, uh, cash flow. I mean, it's a big number when you take a look at it. Uh, when you look at the airlines, they're so inexpensive on a relative basis. Uh, and what you're seeing is that during COVID crisis, actually new airlines came out. Breeze came out. Uh, And and it was for tourism. The major airlines readjusted that they didn't have to always go through Houston or Chicago or Dallas or New York. They were started going through smaller hubs to deal with the north-south bound traffic looking for warmer weather, and then going, getting out of the heat going back up north. So we saw a lot of repositioning, and they were using AI at the time to take a look at where people are and where they're booking. So it's changed the landscape. What we did see in this past year is, is uh, the airlines of New York, uh, JetBlue, try, going to buy Spirit. Well, Spirit dominates the Caribbean islands, and they want to basically own that space of going from New York and Boston to go south during the winter and, and to get that whole spectrum of tours, not just over business travel, but a real deep discount travel. Uh, now we have Alaska uh, going after to merge with Hawaiian. Well, that's on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's to deal with the demographics. There's these yes. young kids that are 30 years old, the 40 years old and younger, but most of them are in their late 20s and 30s. They're now back to travel, and they can do their coding from anywhere in the Caribbean or or Mexico or Costa Rica, long as there's good Wi-Fi, and they'd rather be able to code all day and walk on the beach at night. So that that tourism is really important for uh, tourist business travel.
0: I think you hit the nail right on the head when you said it's all about going after the demographics. That's brilliant, in my opinion. Um, From your perspective, do you think the current potential rewards outweigh the potential risks when it comes to investing in jets? And why? I
1: I think the airlines are deeply undervalued relative to multiples if you look at financials. And did comparisons to other numbers. Uh, and I think that it goes to a re rating. They went down to about 14 billion dollars in, in in cash flow, and now it's back to 50, pushing 50 billion. Uh, next year it could be 55 60 billion. So this is a very, very strong global industry. And now with Asia opening up, China opening up, uh, I, I think that's a big boom for all the travel that's happening in Asia. And JETS captures that. What, what JETS also captures are the airports. In the airports, not in America, they're all owned by municipalities. But when you start going into Mexico, three airports that are listed in the New York Stock Exchange. Paris is listed. Uh, you go to um, uh, Turkey, uh, Istanbul, it's listed. Japan is listed. Bangkok is listed. Beijing is listed. So these these airports run like a private equity. So they have a very strong monopoly in their area and, and just captures that. So I, I think that we're going to continue to see the airlines go through a re-rating with rates falling now in America, leading what's happening in Europe. Uh, I, I think it's very, very bullish going into next year.
0: Terrific. So I would just ask you, Frank, You know, what would be your piece of advice for our audience moving forward?
1: Well, definitely want to take a look at the airlines. Remember, it has more volatility because of oil. Oil is the biggest cost component. So it does have a bigger movement in price action than some other industry categories. But if you look at the rise of the middle class around the world, they want the experience economy like millennials. And the only way to get that is to fly and travel and go to Europe and, and see Italy and, and visit and taste the food, go to Spain, uh, go through Latin America. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, my family, we've been twice to Argentina. Mm-hmm. Buenos Aires is an incredible city, rich with history. So you just get on a plane and you go and enjoy the cultures.
0: And then you come home and you have something to talk about. Really substantial, right? And and like you said, the culture. Well, Frank Holmes, CEO and Chief Investment Officer of U.S. Global Investors. What a terrific conversation. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing these really important insights here on Stocks to Watch. We look forward to catching up with you in the new year.
1: Thank you very much. And wheels up.